Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Sixers have their head coach. Nick Nurse has reached an agreement with the team to replace Doc Rivers. Can the former Raptors coach bring a championship pedigree to the Sixers? Can his reputation for creativity provide the necessary spark to take the team to the next level? And what does this mean for James Harden? The Eagles begin OTAs. While the Birds plan on keeping a limited schedule, it may still give us a glimpse into which player is the best at practicing. The Phillies continue to slog through what has been a disappointing season thus far, with key players underperforming at the plate and a pitching staff lacking consistency, the Fightins find themselves seven games behind the division-leading Atlanta Braves to end the month of May. Can the Phillies still make a run at the playoff? Or are we in for a long summer of shit and piss? <laughs> All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. <laughs> Can't complain. Hell of an opening. I'm not going to lie. That shit got me going. But, you know, back off of a long weekend which feels good so still trying to figure out what day of the week it is but other than that can't complain yeah man the uh the holiday weekend was good to us we'll have some stories to tell maybe not stories because we don't really remember too much of it but uh <laughs> the holiday weekend was good it's been the unofficial start of summer and i'd like to say that now that the summer's here i feel like a brand new man feeling myself feeling good sixers feeling good got themselves a brand new man and i'm ready to rock and roll yeah, I was just I, I came home today and I was really excited to get all of the trash out of my house and then remembered that it's going to be pushed back a day because of the holiday. I was like, fuck. <laughs> going to have those two completely full recycling cans still in there. I got all this garbage. They are looking smelling at my kitchen. in there too. Yo, at least he crushed the tiny crab. Oh, yeah. The cra- <laughs> that's the mystery crab. Don't know where that came from. Yeah, I only made crawfish. I have no idea where a crab came yeah, from. I don't know. There was a crab appeared in my backyard. Two different things, man. (laughs) Well, the Sixers got a new head coach, Nick Nurse. Finally, here we go. The nurse. The nurse is in. Yeah, we went from a doctor doctor to a nurse. The nurse is Mm -hmm. in. Some might say we downgraded. Some might say they do more than doctors do. So, you know, it could be... Could be a good thing. I mean, you're staying in the hospital, uh, you know, for a while. You... The, the the people you got you, you're counting on is, is the is the nurses you know big time the doctor is only going to come by once in a while they like come in and kind of like oh yeah you're so good blah 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 but the nurses you know they're the ones that come and hook you up with those painkillers and shit so yeah the nurses do all the work man <laughs> my mom's a nurse my grandma was a nurse shout out all the nurses shout mm-hmm. out mom shout out grandma man they already know that they've been on the grind a lot harder than the doctors. Dean, no disrespect to you. I know you're listening. (laughs) But uh, you know damn well the nurses do a lot for your ass. So, uh, yeah, we went from a doc to a nurse, and I think that it is the right move. I know that I was somewhat critical of Doc, or I'm sorry, of Nick Nurse the first episode that we started talking about coaching candidates. But I've come around a little bit on it. How about you guys? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Brendan Fraser, I. I, those those mummies, everyone you know. I, I love the mummy. They're, those are good movies. They're good, entertaining Hollywood films. You know, he's a you he deserved that Oscar. Uh, you know, say what you will about the the, the banshees of Inner Sharon and Colin Farrell, but uh, you know, our man put in a an award winning performance, and I think the Academy in the end made the right decision. So we're ready to move forward with our man. 
I think that we look at intensity for players all the time to come to Philadelphia, be like, wow, like they they're loud or they are aggressive or whatever. They cause a scene and we're like, damn, that guy's got that Philly dog in him. We like that. And I think that Nick Nurse, you know, A, probably did. I mean, not probably. He was an enemy of Philadelphia for the longest time, so it will take a little bit to get there. Like maybe his first game he gets booed. Who knows? I wouldn't put it past the Philly fans to do that. (laughs) But I will say – at least he's animated and shows some signs of life. Like, he's not like Doc where you're sitting on the sideline. You never know what's going to happen when, you know, we could you're be down. Giving that Doc look. Yeah, you know, like, come on, guys. Yeah. Okay. He'll at least get more, give more juice. Every call, he'll contest everything. He'll be animated, yelling at the refs, all this shit. So I'm excited to see that lively of a coach because we've had two fairly old coaches before that. And it'll be good to see, you know, Nick Nurse in here, change the scenery. And it's kind of like him going to, like, his enemy, honestly, in the East in terms of fan bases because we hated him the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point is his level of intensity will resonate pretty well with Philadelphia sports fans because Doc Doc could be intense, but Doc's level of intensity paled in comparison to Nick Nurse's. It's like a quiet intensity. Nick Nurse. Hopefully this, mom. Ho- hopefully this goes better than uh, Al Horford. You know, the last time oh, we, that, we oh, last time God, we hired one of our enemies. Ball. Well, at least Nick Nurse has had to shoot the ball, so hopefully he'll just put guys in position to make moves. I don't know, but I feel <laughs> yeah. I feel good. I feel yeah, Nick better Nurse than have I have to shoot about the threes it. himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think uh, the point about his intensity. Nick Sirianni is kind of the same way, right? Like Nick Sirianni. He's a Philly guy in that when he doesn't dis- when he doesn't agree with something, he's going to let you know. He's going to let the opposing coach know. He's going to let the refs know. I think back to that game against the Jets last year, the preseason game where Hurts gets tackled on the late mm-hmm. hit. Nick Sirianni looks over at um, Robert Sala, the Jets, the Jets head coach, and just goes, what the fuck? Yeah. And yeah. like Nick, Nick Nurse is going to give you that level of energy where – Doc isn't going to get in the other head coach's face like that. Nick Nurse won't hesitate. Right, which think. should translate to then giving the team some more juice, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you know we've talked about it before, where they don't transition well. They're not a fast-paced team. Watching the Heat Celtics series, the first three games of the Heat when they won that great three-zero run to start the series off, it was an intense form of basketball, which we've literally never seen the Sixers do in the playoffs. We've never seen, and I would never label this team intense at all. They might be efficient, they might score points, but they're not in your face, playing defense, mm. being intense, you know, get yeah. rebounds. I mean, the Raptors have always been a really annoying team to play against these past few years. And they weren't even skilled the way the Sixers right. team is, right? I mean, this. I mean, if you look at, I mean, a lot of the concerns that we brought up about Nick Nurse before, which I think are, are valid, but I feel like the more I think about it, I've been kind of reassured just by the fact that this is, you know, by far the best team he's had since he had Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, he's just trying to make things work over there with not a whole lot of offensive talent, uh, you know, not a whole lot of shooting ability over there. Uh, and now he's going to a team that, uh, you know, despite what we did in the playoffs, we're the best three-point shooting team in the league last year. Have some guys that can spread the floor a little bit. You have a legit superstar player like Embiid. Like, you know, nurse for a guy who is known to be creative and think outside the box. Like, he's got a lot of, uh, you know, he's got a lot of fun toys to play with now. I'm really looking forward to see what he does with it. Plus, I think that, I mean, even Toronto last year, I mean, they were decent. They weren't that great, but... 
they were fifth in the league in transition points. T- top five. We were in perspective, twenty third. Like you know that even if he meets us halfway, that's huge. That's a huge transition, and I feel like if he had had our talent on his team, we would have been beyond the top five, top three, maybe here and there. But I feel like that's a big, that was a big number for me to see. We're like, okay, fine. Like they, but that's that speed and intensity, I think, that he brings that I'm excited to see. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things I had pointed out in that episode where we first started talking about head coaching candidates was that I wasn't crazy about his resume as an offensive head coach. But I've come around on that in that if you look at those Toronto teams he had, other than the Kawhi Leonard year, they didn't really have great offensive personnel. Like Fred Van Fleet is a solid offensive player. Pascal Siakam, solid offensive player. Neither one of those is a Joel Embiid or probably even a Tyrese Maxey. Um, a couple of the, the beat writers for the Raptors have astutely brought up that when they first brought Nick Nurse into Toronto, he was brought in as an offensive guru. Yeah. So he knows some shit about offense, right? Um, I know that. Daryl Morey hired him to be the Houston Rockets G League head coach back in 2012, I think it was. And Daryl Morey at that point was all about, you know, pace, space, fast break, early offense. Once you have an open three, just chuck it. Who cares? So Nick Nurse was hired because Daryl Morey thought he could run that sort of scheme. And I don't think that that's really changed. I think that the personnel he had in Toronto was kind of the reason why his offense is lacked. So... In that regard, I think that he can do a lot for this team because obviously we've talked about and complained about it the last several episodes. They don't have any presence. They don't have any pace. They don't play with any purpose on offense. And he's here to sort of change things in that regard. Yeah, I mean, you definitely think you're, you definitely feel like we're going to move a, you know, a step beyond the sort of one-dimensional offense that we have at running where it's just – you know, get the ball to Embiid, Embiid does an ISO, or we do like a pick and roll, and we don't really have a whole lot of uh, cards up our sleeve past that. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to how he, you know, how he uses Embiid, like if his usage rate's going to go down a little bit, if they get, you know, get some more guys involved. Really looking forward to see what he's able to do with Maxi. I think he could take, take a step back. And also, I mean, uh, you know, people talk about a lot about how Nick Nurse, his – He's like, uh, you know, his training camps are really intense. He expects a lot of, uh, you know, hard work, like high endurance, that kind of thing. And I feel like a, a guy like Maxi is the perfect mm-hmm. player to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, playing under a guy like that. He's like, by all accounts, like one of the hardest working guys in the league. Um, you know, I think he'll really hit the ground running with his whole philosophy towards uh, basketball, you know. Yeah. I think it's good to just get a little wake-up call to Embiid, too, and no knock on him, but, <clears throat> you know, you spent your whole career striving to be MVP. You finally got MVP. All right, we're over you being like, the league doesn't like me or this and that. Like, I'm supposed to be the best of the best. Fine, but, like, let's win a fucking championship. We did this whole process thing for the goal of winning a championship, not for anybody on the team winning MVP. And I think that maybe that kind of intense camp will kind of level set everybody's expectation where it sounded like from hearing about Maxie saying that, yeah, we saw Embiid come in this summer camp and he got the guys around him. He was more focused than I've ever seen, but it's all about Embiid. It's got to be about the whole team to win a championship and like they got to get level set that way. And I hope Nick Nurse can be able to get them to get intense. 
let Maxi take more of a leadership role than he has in the past and kind of mature that way and get this thing rolling. Yeah, I think uh, Maxi stands a lot to gain from this in the sense that he's a fast-paced player. He can shoot. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of player that Nick Nurse likes. That's the kind of player he had in a young Fred, Fred Van Fleet. That's who he had in Kyle Lowry. So Maxi kind of follows in that mold. And then I think from a leadership perspective, Maxi brings that energy. He brings that passion, which MB doesn't usually have that passion. He's kind of introverted. Certainly he is passionate, but he kind of hides it. With Maxi, it's outward with a guy like PJ Tucker. Yep. Nick Nurse is going to empower PJ Tucker to make some calls and make some decisions and getting guys' faces. Not saying Doc didn't, but Nick Nurse will encourage it probably a little more. And, um, Clearly, we saw that P.J. Tucker's this team's therapist, man. When yeah. he would get in someone's face, yeah, it would work. they would show out. So, between him and Nick Nurse, I think that you have that intensity, that attitude that probably will swing you a playoff game or two, which, when we think about it, we lost in Game 7 this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, we lost in Game 6. Two years ago, Game 7. 2019, Game 7. So, swinging a game or two to get out of the, the second round, that's what you bring a guy like this in for. Yeah, I also think he can – I'm hoping that he can get a lot more out of some of the, the deeper parts of the lineup, like bench guys or quasi-bench guys. Like, I'm looking forward to see what he can get out of uh, De'Anthony Melton. Oh, hell yeah. Or even, uh, you know, Jalen McDaniels, who showed some flashes of being able to do some stuff but didn't wasn't uh, quite able to contribute at a high level in the playoffs. You know, guys like that, I feel like he can get more out of just by – you know, uh, right now, you know, drawing up the right schemes and that kind of stuff. Just the sheer speed of the game, I think, slowed down those guys' traits to succeed. I feel like the the Melton would like he had a great game, game one when Embiid wasn't in, but as soon as Embiid came back in the game, the whole like you didn't know who could shoot. Yeah, I he mean, thrives off a of fast pace. I mean, game. a lot of those yeah. guys, even Tobias Harris, thrives off a of fast paced game. The team isn't built to play Embiid basketball, which is kind of. A, a weird thing to say, but Embiid doesn't it doesn't help out anybody else around him. Yeah, because the, he plays so slow. The modern NBA isn't really the Embiid game, but that like because you can't it, it doesn't sustain you. Yeah, he could do that for a whole regular season, and that's fine. But by the time playoffs come around, my man's beat. He's tired, and then the offense hasn't had to play in the fast paced offense that you expect them to play in the playoffs because all year they can rely on. <laughs> And Beetle just take the ball in, wind the clock down, shoot it, play ISO, whatever. Maybe dish it out to a random Toby on the corner, hit a three. In the playoffs, the defense is way more intense that you're playing up against, and they haven't been able to gel that way, which I hope this time, if they can play that way regular season-wise, they'll learn to, like, okay, shit, we need to, like, step our game up a little bit. Yeah. yeah I guess that brings me to – your point brings me to one of my concerns about Nick Nurse. We uh, – don't think we need to talk about the defensive scheming too much. We all know that he just throws shit at the wall and it sticks when it comes to defense. My biggest concern is his uh, tendency to overplay his starters and his stars. Um, certainly, the the season that the, the Raptors had Kawhi Leonard, that was when load management really became a thing. I think that Nick Nurse did a really good job of managing the load of his star players in Kawhi that year. But... Historically, since then, he's just worn these guys down. Dude. It's a young team, though. But it's a young my, team. My concern is this isn't a young team anymore. Embiid, 
he can't be playing 38 minutes a game for 70 games a season. I'd be hard-pressed to believe that Maury would bring in a guy that would completely brutalize his team that way. I mean, the guy's not for nothing. He's only been coaching really in the NBA as a head coach for four years, right? He's only got four seasons under his – maybe five that count against his record. I think his win percentage is uh, maybe 580, and Doc's is only 590. They both only have one championship each, so that way is more efficient. But I think that as a head coach in the NBA, you have to evaluate the whole roster. And yeah, in Toronto, when you got these young guys, maybe he wants to try to elevate them to the next level and make them play intense so that they can either get that contract or make it for themselves. If you come into Philadelphia right now with the way the roster shows, it's an older roster. You've got to be able to figure that out and know that you can't be pushing these guys, making four court, you know, full-court presses in the fourth quarter of the 12th game of the year. It doesn't make any sense to do that consistently. But yeah. I think that he has the right mindset to be able to adjust that. Mm, I hope so. I hope he's learned from his past stint in Toronto that guys don't need to be played 38 minutes on November 22nd, man. Like you got to take it easy on some of these guys, particular stars that you're going to need in the playoffs. It's just, yeah, we'll have to see. That's I would say that that's my biggest concern. Yeah, I mean, they did have, um, you know, when he had Kawhi, he did have him on kind of a, mm-hmm. a load management regimen. That's Kawhi's fucking name of the game right there, load management. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just a matter of are they going to, you know, make him do that with Embiid. I feel like some of those kind of decisions are going to come from a little higher up. So, I don't know. I would hope not, because they did that shit with Kawhi. This barely yeah, playoff. Yeah, it out. Yeah, he got demolished. Yeah, what? They were like, all right, we're not going to play him at all. Then they were like, we're going to play him 42 minutes or 45 minutes. And then he fucking was There's out. Yeah, it's like, yeah. all right, yeah, that was a smart move. I don't know. But I think that I'd rather be in this position where we don't know what we don't know with this coach, because it could be very optimistic or it could be very doomsday. If we had stayed with Doc, it'd be, we know where we're going to go here. You know, we'll get, oh, here we go again. We'll get a good free agent or two, and Doc will fuck up the whole team late in the season or in the playoff run. Where at least here, it's like, you know what? It's not a- as big a flash in the pan as I think that maybe some people were hoping for or were expecting, but it's at least a step in a direction. We'll see where it goes as things shake out. Yeah, Yeah, I think for the most part, I'm happy about it. Uh, the point that I made last week about bringing in a seasoned offensive coach to sort of help him out, I still feel as though they should bring in some seasoned coaches, some seasoned assistants. I'm willing to give his offense sort of the, the premise of what we think his offense will be a go, but I do think that he needs some veteran coaches on his staff just to kind of keep him in line because he is he's a goddamn lunatic sometimes, man, and mm-hmm. he, he needs some... Assistant coaches to te- tell them to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, definitely a uh, a big yell at the ref guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we'll love. We'll come to love. He's, he's over there yeah. squatting on the sidelines. <laughs> I think it would be funny though if his first game we did just boo the shit out of him. Like I feel like it'd be a welcome to Philadelphia. It's not like a sometimes, sometimes there's a lighthearted boo and sometimes there's a boo that you know you want to hate the guy. But I feel like I I would probably boo him just as a if Doc Fun had come back, Doc would have gotten booed, but I don't think yeah, we booed him. Maybe when we nurse. play the Suns. A little bit. 
Yeah, I I will say I would have because obviously they had him meet with uh, Embiid. I'm sure they had all their uh, coaching candidates meet with Embiid during the interview process, and like I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall on the. <laughs> During that conversation, see how that went. Oh, Nick Nurse would be like, oh, you're talking about me bitching about all the calls? Embiid would be like, yeah, because you do bitch about all the calls. <laughs> Embiid would be like, oh, you're talking about me flopping? Nick Nurse would be like, yeah, because you do flop. Mm-hmm. There's also that one, that famous uh, um, video that went around from, I guess, I forget from when it, it was, but it's like Nick Nurse like giving some talk to some people, and he was talking about how they, like... Uh, handled james harden when they had to play him and he's just talking about how he, he baits for for fouls and stuff <laughs> like that which speaking of i mean what do you guys think this does for the potential of Harden coming back do you think this makes it more likely less likely i think no change makes, i think it makes it less likely i i've been I, i've been thinking that he's out of here i don't i don't see him coming back at all yeah i think I don't see Harden playing for Nick Nurse just because what are some of the things Nick Nurse emphasizes? Emphasizes playing defense, even in the regular season. Emphasizes pace and space, which, yeah, Harden has the space part of it down. That step back three from 30 point looks great, but we've talked about it at length. There's My no man freedom plays to play with own. no pace. Yeah, he's not going to let him just walk the ball up the court. There's no freedom to play my own game. What? Yeah. And I also think that a Nick Nurse-centric offense, just based on what we we presume to know, it's going to be a lot more about player movement and ball movement than most Harden offenses that we've seen at this stage of Harden's career. So I think all of that, combined with the fact that Harden wants the basketball freedom that I don't think Nick Nurse is going to give him, um, I'm probably leaning heavier towards Harden not being a sixer. But as I've been saying, I'm okay with that at this point. I think that I trust Daryl Morey to get some stuff done and to uh, turn Tobias into a more useful player than James Harden or whatever Tobias is going to give us next year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's still it's ultimately just going to depend on what the market for him ends up being. Um, you know, obviously he wants this max deal. It remains to be seen whether there's really an appetite for teams to give him that. I mean, I'm still just a little skeptical of um, not not the idea that he wants he would want to go back to Houston. That makes total sense. But for Houston to give him like a max deal for a team that's like more or less rebuilding, I don't know. I mean, does. Does Harden want to play for Ime Duka? Like, I don't know. He's like, also a, a pretty intense guy, Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah, so, point. I mean, yeah. like, if it, if it comes down to a few teams offering him, like, maybe a little less than he wants, and he's got to pick between a few of them, is, like, the fact that the Sixers have Nick Nurse really going to be a deciding factor for him not to come here? I don't know. I will say I would really love, love to see uh, how he would fit into um, – you know, a Nick Nurse coach team. Oh, I think it would be awful. That's why I don't care if we don't see it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it just depends on if he's uh, receptive to things or not. I don't know. By the sounds of it, hell no. My man's ready to fucking get yeah, that paycheck I, and cruise out to I retirement. I, the fact that Houston is even on the table of a team that he would go to just sounds to me like he's ready to pull the cleats up. Like, that's it. Does it, it doesn't make sense. He's not like... 
That's some loser energy shit. Yeah, pathetic. he's ready to That's go home. He he's like, I'll never yeah. be a champion, but I'll yeah, get one more big Yeah, but it's also just deal. a negotiating thing. Like, there's no. I mean, if if Hart, if uh, you know, if, if the season ended and Harden came out and publicly said, like, I'm going to sign back with Philly, point blank, like, I'm definitely going to. That like. Well, kind of kills his leverage. He could even so he's negoti- obviously not going to do that. He could even negotiate his fucking fashion person anyway. Like what? He's out here walking around like Hookie Monster. He was negotiated <laughs> deal. What are we talking about? It's oh, listen. He it, hired an call- agent back. He, he's not representing himself. It is himself what it anymore. is. I mean, like I don't know what he's doing with that. And then it's like, all right, well, Houston's on the table. Like if any real GM had fucking wits about them, they would know that that's either a bluff or he just wants to go to retire. Like there's there's no. That doesn't have weight that way. Yeah, go fucking walk. They'll pay you. Go for it. Who cares? You can't say that you want to play free game of basketball and be on a team that wants to win a championship in the same sentence as saying, I would go back to Houston. None of that makes sense. I just think he's a loser and he's content to just hang it up without winning. But maybe I'm underestimating him. I, I, I don't think he comes back. People thought we underestimated him when we brought him back this time. And he didn't have like a miraculous second wind in his oh, career. He, pretty solid he had a really good year. The regular that season was, he was listen, solid. I'm still firmly on like, I mean, you say what you want about like his mindset or whatever he I wants will to come say back what I want. If he wants to come back, I would gladly take him back. I would, but not without a little fucking talking I'm, shit. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And I'm not bringing him back on a four year to two. He didn't get a max. Contract. He doesn't, yeah. he well, doesn't deserve like, a That ma- comes back to my original point is that it depends on, like, is that market actually going to be there for him or is that wishful thinking for him? I don't know. I think He'll some dumbass GM will. My too. point is, like, I don't – if you're the GM of the Houston Rockets, I don't think it makes sense for them to give him that either. Some other team might, but uh, – Somebody will. I think – There's a lot of stupid people out there in the world. Somebody oh, will uh, pay yeah, this man. We know, but uh, – yeah, I guess we'll have plenty of time to talk about free agency in the next couple of weeks. Um, the NBA Finals start tomorrow. Jimmy Butler, baby. Yeah, the, the Heat pull it out. They uh, beat the Celtics in Game 7. Fuck Boston. Jason Tatum, 26 seconds in. Sprains his ankle, and the rest was all history from there, man. Dude, yeah. thank God. Ain't man, that you, a bitch. If the, if the Celtics had pulled that off, you, we would be hearing about that for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. The, the, the comeback from down 0-3. Whether they won the went on to win the finals yeah, or they not, could get we would swept never would still hear we would about never it. stop yeah. hearing about it. There'd be documentaries about it. Oh my god! There'd be oh my god! That little leprechaun got the wrong team, bit their own <laughs> team's ankle right there. They always say yeah. people are always like something's in the building here. Is that either racist energy or just a leprechaun in here? They got their own man. Tatum, twenty six seconds in, first offensive possession. I mean, thank God it wasn't, like, a horrific injury, so I did kind of, like, smile a little bit. I was like, nice. <laughs> and then, like, the worst part was all fucking night, I had to keep hearing Reggie Miller, did you see Tatum shoot yeah, that oh, shot? Yeah, limping. His face, no yeah. fucking shit. Yeah, yeah just- I like how they had to keep saying it every time, <laughs> like, every time they went back up to court, it's like, and Tatum looks like he's still limping out there. It's like, yeah, no shit. We all saw yeah. it happen. We know what a rolled ankle is. I <laughs> fucking <laughs> stubbed gonna- my toe and I limped for a day. I'm it's not like, six foot it. jumping up and down. You know, that's... Yeah, that sucked. I felt bad for the man. But at the same time, I was like, fuck you. Fuck Boston. Let's get this dub for Jimmy Butler in the heat. And they did. But, yeah. like, I don't feel bad for him. Fuck. Whatever, man. The injuries happen. I mean, Embiid played Al that Horford, entire series. Still ringless. Game's a game. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Al Horford, too. Yeah, yeah. Horford, old ass. Horford didn't go to hell, man. Mm-hmm. I'm so over him and his, his sister or his wife or is it both. 
I think it's his sister. They it's always, his sister. Like, they always <laughs> get online talking shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so over them. But uh, yeah, go go Miami, man. I know Trevor. You had that epic rant on Monday at the block party that you're <laughs> well, over. That's Jimmy all new now. It's all <laughs> they did it, so I can't. Uh, okay, so you're. I had that locked and loaded if they lost, but you know we're still yeah, gonna I have guess to hear. You can, uh, my point. My point was that I was. My one, the one silver lining to if Boston had pulled it out is that I wouldn't, I don't think I would really have to hear about Jimmy Butler anymore just because I'm a little sick of it. But uh, it would have they, sucked more to have they heard did about it. the Celtics. Oh, yeah. This is definitely the preferred outcome for sure. Yeah. So um, the thing is, too, though, you know, you got uh, not to talk more about Boston that way, but like, you know, Missoula's out here. They're only down by eight, or no, they're down by what, 15 come after the second half? And they ask him an interview. They're like, "So, like, how's our after team playing? Like, what can you do to get better?" He's like, "We gotta play better." They're like, "All he's right." He's such well, a weird he is guy. Psycho. He has weird. Dude, I don't psycho. I don't think he's ready to be an NBA head coach. No, I think he maybe could be a decent assistant somewhere or something. But yeah. I mean, he why just do I just, feel like he's wearing? He got thrown into the job pretty unprepared. Yeah, like, exactly. I think criticism of him, like you have to take into account, he was just given this job last minute after that. Story with Ime Udoka came out. So, oh, did you hear it before the before they started like winning these games and coming back? That story about him visiting those like terminal. Oh, the girls with cancer. Yeah, and, they, and he was like, and, and he was and like, they all died. Saying, like, as he was quoted saying, like, you know, that's what that's what it's all about. You know, it's like what? <laughs> it's all <laughs> what? It's being all about terminally ill with cancer. Yeah. that's what life's all about. Well, I was saying what I, th- I, th- I think what I think what happened was right before uh, tip off a of game seven, he got a phone call from that hospital. And they were like, Joe, we have great news. Those girls you visited the other day, their cancer went into remission. And he's like, oh, fuck, it's all ruined now. <laughs> yeah. My storyline isn't going like, to line up for this. Yeah. Damn, and that's why they lost. Those dying girls was what was motivating me to coach this team to a victory. I just, you know, that team, hey, sucks. Game's a game, baby. I know, like, what's going to happen with like, Brown? Isn't like, isn't he, like, due for a... Uh... He's due for a max. Yeah, I saw a breakdown of what, like, a Jalen Brown super max would be, and it's like, Jesus Dude, fucking Christ. for, like, a guy that can't dribble. Yeah, like, don't get me do it. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player otherwise, yeah. but he cannot dribble. He committed eight turnovers, three offensive fouls, and I think the other five were just live ball turnovers where he either just threw it to the other team, or just gave it up. But I feel like the whole series was the name of the game of either, like, they got to give the ball more to Brown if Tatum can't shoot in the first half. And then this was his game to show up and do something and make fucking shit to bed. Yeah. But that's not how often your coach is just watching a fucking movie, you know, four times a week, probably in Ben Affleck underwear, drinking the same Adams, thinking that, like, <laughs> this will get me to get us to win. And it doesn't happen. It is what it is. You got all the ex-fucking Celtics showing up watching these games, like... It didn't yeah. matter. He should have maybe he should have switched to uh, the Departed. Yeah, a, a better movie anyway. <laughs> Way better movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. seen the town. Is that any good? It's nah. You know, it's all right. Or what was the one that with Mark Wahlberg about the the marathon bombing? Oh, the oh, the, I didn't, I didn't see know that. they made a movie about. Oh that. yeah, oh, my did. God, I didn't see. Mark it. Wahlberg sensitive. was all over that shit. He was like, "Yes, I will yeah, do it." The party was born to play for sure. <laughs> But, uh, all right, so NBA Finals, who y'all got, man? I mean, I don't really give a shit anymore. I'll watch it just to watch it, but I'd love to see the Heat win it. 
I think that'd be a great story. First playing team to win it, second eight seed True. to win it. They've had a pretty. I mean, people want to say that they've had a pretty crazy run. I did. If we're gonna be down to the actual facts of it, like Boston or uh, Milwaukee wasn't really Milwaukee when they played them because Giannis was out for half the series and they pulled that out. Then they had a little bit of a break after playing the the Knicks. And then they had to well, play. playing the Knicks. You might say that was a break in and of itself. No That's what I'm saying, but yes, it didn't go to seven. And yeah. then you got you got to play Boston. Then coming off of a seven game <clears> series, which was tough against Philly, and then you beat them in seven games, which was you know a tough one. But I think that their story is pretty good. I think the Nuggets probably will win it, but I want the Heat. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously it would it would be cool to see the Heat win. I don't think any of us really want to see the Jokic win, even though I'm like not like a I don't consider myself a Jokic hater anymore. I feel like that's all he's really good. He's, I feel like that's all water. Watch. It's all water under the bridge. And B got the MVP. Whatever, I can appreciate Jokic. That was now, only seven podcasts. Ago. I would still. Yeah, I know it was that long ago, but. Uh, obviously, it would be fun to see the Heat win. They're the underdogs, you know. Jimmy Butler's from the watch. Um, you know, it's cool seeing all those undrafted players play up to the moment, all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the Nuggets are going to take care of them pretty swiftly. Yeah, Maybe not that swift. I mean, I, th- I think I'm, I'm saying Nuggets in six. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I was initially Nuggets in five, but I wouldn't be surprised if Miami comes out and wins tomorrow just because – Denver's had a lot of time so off. So much time off. A yeah. lot of time off. They could be a little. I'm gonna say Heat in seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> Predictions say, with Pat. Here we go. I'm gonna say. What are we gonna be saying in two weeks? Are we gonna be saying Pat's the king? Heat in seven. Oh shit. My NBA predicts so far, and just predictions have been, I think, in the ninety percent. You've been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you've been very good. So I'm. I'm yeah, almost, I'm feeling a little wait, risky. You had well, you had the the Sixers sweeping the Nets. That hit. And then that. What did you have? Sixers in, in... I think he had Sixers in seven. Sixers so in... that was close. I, I mean, had... In the amount of games, it was close, at least. Yeah. The yeah. game seven wasn't close. The game seven was ass. Sixers in yeah. six was the closest one that I had, because they should have won that game, and then they fucked it up. Oh, yeah. You did have Sixers yeah. in six. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, they should Yeah, be. I had they Sixers really I held my own. They just didn't hold up their own. Yeah. I had a yeah, trade. We all, we all did our job. I had a running yeah. back trade for the Birds, which they yeah. did, because they got swift. We don't got to get the nitty gritty. You know, I think that my percentage is pretty good. Yeah, you, you are pretty good. So you're saying Heat and seven. I'm saying Fuck Nuggets it. and six. But if it were Heat and seven, I would be very happy. Be happy to see Jimmy win one. And uh, Jokic is going to have opportunities. Jokic just turned 28. Jimmy's two days younger than me. He's about to be 34. He's not going to have many more chances at, at something like this. So, yeah, I want the Heat to win. I think we we're looking at Nuggets and six. I think it's a more realistic pick. I mean, the Nuggets look when they do play. I think the only knock on them right now, like you said, is just the time. How can they bounce back after having all that time off? We'll see. But you know, they're a way more complete, physically dominating team. They don't maybe have that speed that the Heat do. But we've seen that that doesn't give Jokic you... Jokic can move, though. But that doesn't also give you a good seven-game series. Like, the Heat... Everybody looked exhausted yesterday. True. They looked gassed. Mm-hmm. I mean, from both ends. Foot injury or not foot injury. Everybody looked tired of shit, playing sloppy basketball. I mean, the Heat were hitting some threes here and there, which was great to see. Um, 
But, you know, the Nuggets never looked. They were down 12, I think 12, coming into the uh, second half in an elimination game for the Lakers. Yeah, and they, they just came back, They yeah. killed that lead like it was nothing. They were, like, chipped in, chipping away, playing their own game. Like, they never look phased when shit happens to them. So, yeah, they're a dangerous and scary team, and all credit to them and, and Jokic. Yeah, they just have, like, so many guys that can shoot there. And with, like... Jokic's playmaking in the beginning. Even middle, Gordon. I mean, it's just, yeah. Gordon cleaned up. I mean, he, he pretty yeah. much single-handedly oh, yeah, killed the Lakers that game. Yeah. He was down. I mean. They, it's a for, good team. Yeah. So, we'll see. So, is that all we got for basketball? We got anything? Uh, yeah. I guess that just about covers it. Looks like it for now. Yeah. Let's get into... Uh, what, the Phillies? The Phillies. Oh, I use me. The fuckies. <laughs> They're just a bad team. I think right that, now they are, yeah. No, I mean, they just, they you know, are. I'm not going to say they, right now they are. They are a bad team, and they got to hear it. I don't want to hear how Trey Turner's bombs calling him up before the game, being like, you guys are playing like shit. And <laughs> What's then he this hits, now? His Is bomb, this a story? Yeah, his bomb called Hold him up. Hold up, I didn't hear this. What's this? His bomb called him up and was like, wow, you guys are playing real bad. He's like, all right. Damn, mom. This was like two games ago. He hit a home run, and then he's like, "Look at that, mom! Like we're doing well." I don't want to hear that shit. If it takes everyone's parents to give them a call to play well, we're never gonna make it through. You know how many fucking games there are? So many games. Yeah, those parents are calling every day. No, that phone bill mm -mm, can't be doing that. Also, they are a great team on paper, but like I said. Last week, more and more, they're looking like that dream team of the Eagles where you get all these studs together and they can't fucking play. You waste an absolute dime of a game from Ranger Suarez last night, coming off injury, doing all this shit, playing a guy that gives up more balls than fucking a basketball ball boy, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and they still lose that fucking game. They're a bad team. Until they prove otherwise, they're bad. I don't give a shit what, how many awards they have on paper and all this shit. They're bad. They're playing like shit. They're a shit team. <laughs> it's an epic reign. But uh, I think to your point, offensively, they have not performed. Um, they've struck out, what, before tonight's game, they had struck out 36 times in the last three games. Granted, you face Spencer Strider, one of the best young pitchers in the league on Sunday Night Baseball, but still, you can't be striking out that many times. And, like, the thing about it is, man... Yes, the umps have been bad, but some of these at-bats, they're just swinging at three consecutive pitches out of the zone. Like, what the hell? And it just goes back to the point that we talked about last week. It's just this offense misses Reese Hoskins probably more than anyone thought that they would. And I hate to say it, but Reese Hoskins ain't walking through that door, man. Mm-mm. No. I, it's just... Like you said, they're swinging at, you know, they're only down 2 nothing even last night. And rather than you got guys that can play contact ball, put it in play, get on base, whatever it is, you don't have to be the hero. And I feel like everyone's playing hero ball right now. Yeah, yeah. And JT's getting caught stealing yeah, in that situation. That was, you that was had, the definition of trying to play that hero That was so ball, bad. Man. That was so bad. And I feel as though that this team, you know, you got... It's just bad. They're not playing well. They're giving up. It's almost like you know a couple of years ago before we had Bryce Harper, where we had 
I mean, more than a couple of years ago, we had Cliff Lee and Cole Hamels and Little Roy Holiday, and like you would oh, lose games. Over you a would, decade you ago. would lose yeah. games one nothing. It's like, what more can people want to bitch about? The bullpen ain't there. The bullpen is there. You can't blame that shit. Yeah, the bullpen. bullpen the you pitching's been fine. Right. The pitch has been largely okay. the, the pitching. It hasn't been great, but it's been league average. It's no just one's going to win a league Cy Young average award is, here. Is much worse than it was in previous years, right? And you're dealing with the pitch count or the clock with all that shit happening. Like, yeah, no one's going to win a Cy Young award here. That's okay, but you keep it within three, you know, three runs with this offensive powerhouse that you've built. That should be attainable, and you leave guys on base. You're stealing bases for no reason. The bottom of the fucking eighth with only one or two outs, like. What are we doing here? They're playing idiotic baseball, and it's driving me nuts. And they're not as the NL champs. You're supposed to be the defending National League champs, and yeah. you're playing like a fucking dog shit Pittsburgh team. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the kind of shit like swinging at all these balls outside the zone, trying to steal bases when you shouldn't have, it kind of just uh, is indicative of, uh, you know a team that's really like stuck in it and doesn't trust themselves to do the normal things they should be able to do. Like if you're on, you know, you're on base, like you should be able to trust that some guy is going to be able to put the ball in play and, and advance. You shouldn't be reaching to steal a base. Especially in that be. situation last night. Yeah. The time run is at the plate. What are you doing? I think we're so early in the season two of getting we're, hung up we're, on. We're not really though. We're not that early, we're but the, at, the, at the same time... Memorial Day is usually when they say that's when the season starts, and we just pass Memorial Day. I hear you. Early. At the same time, though, like, yeah, seven games out of first place sounds bad in our division. At the same time, this team could be hot and they could catch lightning in a bottle like that. I think they got to focus on just playing in the moment and win that first game ahead of them. Don't think about, damn, we're down by... It, it sounds to me like they're yeah. a fan watching they are play. Like two and a half games out of a wild card spot because of all the wild card spots. I don't want to fuck sure, a wild card but, spot. We are better yeah. than a wild card team. I'm like, yeah, sure. Can we get the wild card and do the play and all that shit again? Yes. I also don't know if we can rely on last year's luck again. Right. No. Not at all. And they're they're yeah, banking off the fact very that they end do up that. like the you know like the Mets last year exactly with not as good of a record. <laughs> like, they're about to be doing that shit, but focus one day at a time and figure that shit out. But right now they're they're not playing up to their standard. They need Jalen Hurts in that locker room. That's what they need. Yeah, they need yeah. Nick Nurse. They need Jalen Hurts. They need Torts. I mean, who's in that locker? You go to that fucking clubhouse. That's who's, what. That's another. That's that's, that's what Reese Hoskins exactly. Was. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. I Reese get that. was always the guy getting everyone going, man. But you're telling me you no know, nobody else is assuming that role. Nobody who nobody else wants to step up. You got two guys on three hundred million dollar contracts. No one wants to fucking take a peep and say something real quick. I don't What's Harper that, doing? I don't think that that's his style. Well, he better fucking I don't learn think that, that that's shit. Trey Turner's style. I don't think that that's JT style. Reese. Reese was one of the low is one of the lowest paid players on the team, but he's the leader that will get in there and hold guys accountable and talk some shit. They need one of us in there. It's my time. Yeah, let us in the clubhouse. Yeah, can uh, can Nick Sirianni coach baseball? Get Cruck in there. They need someone in uh, there to just yeah. fucking rile them Yo, up. Yo, get Larry Bow in there, man. <laughs> yeah. Larry Bow would be cussing up a storm in everyone's face. It's just pathetic baseball and. Every week when we come on this podcast, it's just more and more of the same of pathetic baseball. So what you're saying is we should just never talk about No, no, this. we can. Because one day, maybe 
Bryce Harper will listen to this podcast and realize, damn, they they knew what they were saying. But until they prove <laughs> us otherwise, it's yeah, pathetic. Until Bryce Harper listens to the podcast, we can't really expect him to turn this around. Yo, someone tweet the podcast link at Bryce Harper, please. <laughs> DM it to him on Instagram, please. But uh, hold up. So yeah, I guess reasons for optimism. I got some notes here. Okay, Mormon ass. Is, like I said last week, Schwarber always crushes in June. Tomorrow's June 1st. Yeah, and he's been awful, man. He's hit some dingers. <laughs> he's hit some dingers, but like yeah. I can I in can, between those dingers, he's good for yeah, just a I bunch mean, of I mean, I can I can totally tolerate the high slugging, low batting average thing. That's totally cool. But that's cool if you're batting like maybe 250, 220, two, even like even, even like if you're hitting 220 like he was last year. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But like 160. This, this, yeah, yeah. You can't this be is doing you're that. making too many outs, man. This is like the worst. They aren't productive outs. No. Like, I'm cool if it's a productive, productive out where you're advancing a guy to third. Or you're at least working fly a guy's out, RBI, pitch count. Fly out, RBI, fly out, advance the runner. If you're making a pitcher throw yeah. nine pitches before you strike right. out. Which he usually okay. does. He usually okay. is pretty good at doing that. But, yeah, he's five pitches. He's out. Yeah. But he always crushes in June. So, it's superstitious of me to wish for that to happen again. But... Well, until I'm proven, it's proven otherwise. I'm gonna hope that that. So happens what you're again. saying is, presumably, we're gonna lose this game here to the Mets, and then tomorrow He's gonna come to out end the series, we're runs, gonna hit. <laughs> yeah. It's like go. Matt probably not, but <laughs> three for three, a home run, maybe a single, and like a a fly out RBI. Yeah, dude. Which fucking, I'm not gonna lie, it's probably not a bad bet. Brandon Marsh currently has the highest OPS on the team. Well, we've been knowing that. What Brandon's? Been I know he's been killing dude. it, but it's like, and he even hit a slump too for a minute. Yeah, yeah. I just think well, actually, I guess Bryce Harper's higher, but he hasn't has many. At-bats, yeah, he doesn't have that many at bats to qualify. I'm just waiting for this team to get humbled, and it hasn't happened yet, and that's what's frightening. Where I feel like, you know, last year we had the whole thing where Joe Girardi got fired, and then you got you know Topper coming in. Like that was great, you know, definitely gave the team some life with or without Hoskins, and they're also chirping in their ear and getting them all fired up. But there hasn't been a sense of like, oof, we we've let down expectations of the year. And I don't know why. I don't understand it. After seeing how that place has been for them to show out in the playoffs that they did, why it hasn't clicked. I mean, you got four or five silver sluggers on that team, a home, couple home run derby champs. You know, what, what else do you need? You're playing like shit. Every radio station, every podcast is saying you're playing like shit. Your parents are calling you and saying you're playing like shit. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know I what you know need to do. Story. I don't know what, like, what... There's no way one first baseman is holding this whole fucking billion-dollar team together. Yeah, I don't think that it's just that. I think that... But that's what's frustrating. Dude, Bryce, Bryce is still coming back from an injury that most guys would still be out for. And I'm not knocking his tenacity like, and his love for baseball Cass- and strength. Castellanos is performing far Castellanos are basically performing the way he has his entire career can't be mad at him but Trey Schwar- Turner I'm looking at Trey would, I'm looking at Schwarber dude the guy I'm looking at is JT yeah supposed to be the best catcher in baseball the guy on the Braves the Braves catcher has like 10 more home runs and 40 more RBIs than JT yeah or not 40 probably 30 but uh yeah like Turner and Schwarber and uh, NJT, all three of those guys, they they really need to step up. If they don't, 
Yeah, come July, we could be looking at an extremely irrelevant baseball team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, you keep telling yourself, like, oh, they can turn this around at any point. It's a long season, but it's just like, damn, this has been going on for a long time now. And then the bitch of it, too, the cherry on the top, and then I'll be done with my rant about the Phillies. But then you got fucking, what's his name? Closing us out at the end of the game last uh, night. Robertson. Come on, man. Yeah, our boy. You got oh, Robertson on a 10 I thought we were going to be able to hit him last night, too. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Close us out. That bitch ass high socks with the little New York fucking background on him. Yeah, he was throwing like 95. He was not throwing that hard with us last year. No. He was throwing like 95. He was throwing fucking pumpkins at the plate. No, yeah. He was getting injured celebrating home runs. Yeah, whatever, man. That's, just, <laughs> that's our luck this year. That's baseball, baby. Yeah, so I guess that's pretty much. Yeah, we'll be back Bills. with another depressing update about yeah. the Phillies. I guess there's some guys they might get. But I mean, Alvarado might be back soon. Derek Hall, which he's nothing to write home about, but Give he can a hit a dinger every now and again. Uh, oh, hurt? shit. No, we did just see today that Boom might go on the, the IL. Oh, the yeah. The hamstring. Sick. So we'll get see they're ass Derek team. Hall back and Boom's on the IL. What so. a great flip-flop. Yeah, it might just be a cursed season. We'll see what it looks like the next couple and weeks. And Derek Hall is out with a what? Broken thumb? Uh, Torn thumb ligament, I believe. See, bitch yeah, ass. Like see? <laughs> what do you mean, bitch ass? Bitch ass is <laughs> a fucking thumb. Do you think Derek Hall should dude, be playing a, a through A torn his... thumb ligament? That wasn't even his throwing hand, though. And that he doesn't plays mean first. he can just play through it. He, he also rubs pl- some dirt on that. Or, better yet, I think it was a throwing <laughs> thumb. He plays fucking first base. Who are you throwing to? Well, you got to throw it around sometimes. Barely. I'm just saying. These guys are fucking Damn, soft. Man. This team You're is coming ass. at him for a torn thumb like Yeah. <laughs> Baby back, bitch. This was like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, get it together, man. I'm together. You got to get this thumb together. I'm cool. To, I'm chilling. I'm just saying. This is some like, just come on now. What are we doing thumb, here? Call it a day. He's yeah, like, get, wow. Get an AI thumb, man. AI is yeah. all the rage. Tape that days. shit up. Put a little. I mean, you got bunion braces. We got shit like that that can correct things. I don't have a bun. I wish I had a bunion. I'm brace. just saying, there's things out there that can, you know, fix things. <laughs> You're telling me a broken thumb. The team's in a slump. He's like, guys, I can't do it. I can't give you a thumbs up when you guys hit a single. I can't do it. Gotta stay off the team. <laughs> Bitch ass. We're all thinking it. I don't know if all of us. Are. <laughs> I think it yeah, might just be you. <laughs> Couple of us. Some of us out there are thinking it. Yeah. One of us. There's definitely people If you're out thinking there. that, send us an email then. And there's we'll definitely, there's definitely a bunch of guys at home watching the game right now. Drew are just stewing, thinking like Derek Hall should be out there. <laughs> definitely. With his bitch ass thumb. Man, I tore, I tore, th- I tore my thumb, and I went to work every day. <laughs> yeah. Cleaning <laughs> tiles. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Whenever some guy gets injured, they used to call him the WIP, who like had the same injury at some point. Oh, that's the and best. Like, it's like it's always like, man, I, t- I turned my ACL, and I still. Uh, Went to work cleaning carpets all for the whole time. Mm-hmm. In my intramural league, I tore my ACL playing flag football, but I still showed up every day at work. Yeah, now I'm addicted to painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is there anything on the Eagles we want to touch on? 
not really much going on there. I guess Avery, you had a note here for we're starting OTAs, and uh, who who on the team is the most likely to pull a JPP and blow their hand off on Fourth of July? Yeah, man. So OTAs obviously it's their last practice until after training camp starts. Uh, most football fans and probably a lot of sports fans are aware of Giants defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul. One year during 4th of July, got a little too greedy, a little too excited with the fireworks, and blew his hand off. Y'all remember that, right? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. He's been, yeah, he's been wearing that club yeah, hand ever since. he's been wearing club hand ever he's since. He's been cleaning up though with that club. Yeah, kind of, get, but he can't, you can do you work can't get the, the club, same grip. Nah. It's, it's all about the CTE now. He do, whack! Well, at least he's not getting called for holds. Yeah, that's true. That would suck if he's still getting called for holds. And it's like, what the fuck is a club? I was at a club. I was at a club. Who do you think I'm holding with, man? (laughs) But, yo, so I was thinking, right? I don't know if any eagle is dumb enough to do that. But if you were to think of any eagle that is dumb enough to, you know, imbibe a little bit too much, get a little too greedy with the fireworks on 4th of July and blow his hand off. Who do you think it would be? Derek Barnett. Dude, that was one of my answers. <laughs> Derek Yo. Barnett. That's a good one. Not only would he would he be dumb enough to do it, but he would also benefit from that because then he wouldn't get caught holding anymore. Yeah, yo. My man gets caught holding all the fucking time. Yeah, he gets caught for at least. He's one. always grabbing all people. Trying, they just try to like orchestrate this. <laughs> Probably like the team. The team has like a, a you know Fourth of July party, and they're like. Making Derek Barnett handle all the fireworks, and it's like, yeah, no, just uh, just wait till that keep fuse going is, out there. No, I, the fu- that, that fuse yeah, has got a long it. way to go. Just yeah. make sure, hold make it. sure you hold it. Make sure they go upright. We don't want the fireworks <laughs> flying off uh, horizontally or nothing. Just make sure you hold them up and they, they go the right way. Yeah, the firing won't hurt you that bad, man. It's all good. Yeah, he'll be all right. He's the one that I would be like, yes, you should light this shit up. You're good to go because he would benefit from it, and he is kind of an idiot. Yeah, he was one of my answers. The other one... It's always him. Not great. <laughs> but given his history up until or leading into the draft... Jalen Carter. Yeah, that, that, he was that my was, other one, too. That was who he I was, was thinking. He was yeah. my other one, too. Yeah. I was like, damn, I could totally see that happening. Yep. Except I felt like he would just probably light the firework and then hand it off to somebody else and then let them yeah, get like hurt. Yeah, like the car. Yeah, yeah. he'd be like, oh, He'd be like the car accident yeah, all like, over again. Yeah, like, I don't again. do anything. Yeah, I'm good to go. Yeah, I was just a bystander yeah, this happened to be watching the fireworks i don't know how that happened but yeah Derek barnett 100 i think is the unanimous mvp for a jpp round two but yeah man outside of that like not too much to say about otas they look good hitting yeah. them pads i don't know it's yeah, hard to it's, tell it's been yeah. exciting seeing some clips of like yeah you people know. been saying uh jordan davis has looked really good which is encouraging that's a guy you really need to step up this season was kind of disappointing last year 15 pounds he had to have lost at least at least 15 i want to see he, he gotta, needed to lose he a got little a, just weight, a little he got a little baby respect. fat yeah, no yeah. no knock on body i'm not saying body shame i'm just saying physically playing football you gotta cut well, a every, little bit. That's usually how guys are out of college. I'm not, I'm they not trying it. to body shame the defensive tackle. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Most enormous person ever. I mean, no, but I get what you're saying. But uh, that's how guys usually are outside the college. Offensive, defensive, defensive linemen. They take a couple years fat. to really get like brolic. You know what I'm saying? Better cut that college baby fat. Get a little swole. You know, work it in the shape. The union one, everybody. There we go. Yo, okay, Jason Kelsey was there beating <laughs> yeah, the, drum the drum and chugging yeah. beers, man. 
Love that man. He could do no wrong. But uh, yeah, as far as OTAs go, I think that um, it's good that they're out there. But at the same time, like they're out there for six practices, which is the fewest in the NFL. Teams can plan their OTA schedule. Is it good that they have the fewest OTAs in the NFL? We're kind of an older team, though, to be honest, in the trenches. Like, I'm sure that Hurts is playing a lot longer than the six practices with like his receiving core and the running backs and all that shit. But like, it's like when we had Jason Peters, Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Malata. You know, you got Stout teaching them. They don't got to be doing fucking walkthroughs. They know what they got to do. Like, God forbid, I'd rather them play less and not get hurt than have them be overworked to achieve. We know what we got to do. We're a championship run organization. Like, we got it in the bag. We got it. Like, most of their stars, like, they might not be playing, like, any preseason. Um, what's Brandon? What's Brandon Graham? Fletcher Cross got to prove. Yeah, true. I mean, the, the even even fucking uh, worst case Hassan Reddick. He been in the league. Worst for case like, scenario, they're maybe a little rusty to start the season, and they like blow that opening game against the Patriots. Right, like, I might I might bet the Patriots money line that game. It's like I might, but go I mean, ahead. I mean, that the, is the game where they're going to do a human sacrifice to honor Tom Brady. Yeah, so right. I might, I, especially now with Boston coming off two terrible losses in the playoffs. You know, yeah, the like Patriots they're going to be fucking avenge that city. They're going to be furious. But how yeah, even sweeter would that fucking be though to just go to Boston and crush them? Yeah, own them. Oh my god! I'm yeah. telling you, they got to bring Nick Foles up into that shit. That'd be. The biggest just dick slap right there. <laughs> big, <laughs> big big dick Nick slap. <laughs> and, and not even say Foles. He just show up with just big dick. <laughs> Doesn't say Nick because you know, he's Nick. You know yeah, he's, sorry you're accounted for. Damn. But yeah, I hear that. And certainly it was a long season last year. We hope it's a long season it will this be. year. It will be. But you got a bunch of young guys, man. You got a new D coordinator. You got a new O coordinator. I kind of feel like we might benefit from one or two more OTAs. Not gonna lie. Granted, we'll have. It's also OTAs. We'll it's have not training. We'll camp have yet. the entire summer. It's not training so, camp. I, I realize, like, I'm probably just overreacting and just getting too worked up about this. But you also had Jalen Carter, like, pretty much snubbed his. Uh, pre-draft workouts and the fucking combine to potentially drop in the draft yeah, and get, get to us. Shape. Well, like, you know, once training camp hits, then they'll he pick He better up. be ready to run. Yeah, I'll be okay with that. OTAs, this I'll team... I'll walk up to the training camp facility right off, right across the street from FDR. I'll be watching. Now they got the bushes, like, they got the bushes all fully grown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'll put a ladder up. I'll put a 12-foot ladder I'll up I'll tailgate so with you. I don't give fence. a shit. Yeah, we'll sit there all day, drink beers, yeah, yell at them. We'll be I'm down for that. We'll screaming at them. We'll put up our own little set of bleachers. <laughs> Do you ever go to Rothman there and you got to yeah, like, check in with pinky. the guy? Yeah, yo, you when I broke my finger, guy. man, the one year I broke my finger and I was there. Make sure you're just not like some insane mm-hmm. person trying to like, why I, I got to see like, them leaving the the uh, Novacare to go to the indoor practice facility. I made eye contact with Jim Schwartz oh, right shit. after we lost a shitty game. Yeah, Damn. I never saw. I, I think he knew I was going. about to talk shit because he just <laughs> glared at me and kept it moving. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, I seen a bunch He's of players. Like, I don't want no trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready to start booing them, and they had security guards in there to make sure that I didn't talk any shit. 
Yeah. They were like, Avery's showing up today for his finger. Make sure we got extra security you're just, you're, out here. You're just like making up fake things to go to the, the Rothman about. It's like, yeah, I got a little <laughs> yeah. pain in my ankle. It goes in there. It's yeah. like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, what the fuck I tweaked my leg. I'm purposely breaking my ankle just to go there. And you're just like leaving the appointment, just like hanging out in the parking lot for two hours. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just like, I'm, you know, I'm. <laughs> I'm trying to leave. It's just my ankle hurts so much that it's really strenuous for me to walk out of this parking lot right now. They were like, "But you have a chair and a cooler here." You're like, "No, no, no yeah, but I, I just walked up to this. I didn't, I didn't bring this." Yeah, I have ice in there for my I ankle. I found yeah. this. They're like, "There's a Wawa hoagie, a case of beer, and a chair and a tent." Yeah, now. you know, but, I didn't know yeah. how long I was gonna have to wait for the doctor. It might yeah. have been three days. Yeah. Your friends are showing up right now. What is <laughs> going on? Like, what? I mean, it's yeah, popular, my friends are here for emotional support. The, the table literally has a beer pong table set up right now. Like, I'm like, no, no, I, I just tailgate set up yeah. in the Rothman parking lot. There's a DJ rolling up right now. I don't know what's happening. I still can't feel my foot. It just, you know, it's gonna be a long day. But, Trevor, you had to go there before. Yeah, I was there trying to figure out some shit with my legs, which I didn't actually get figured out. It's still a mystery. I don't know. We don't have to get into all, the, all yeah, that. We'll but, save that for another pod. Yeah. But um, did we want to touch on the the uh, yeah this the, burner the, account yeah the fun topic here the Eric Lewis Dude. burner account so yeah Eric Lewis NBA referee man got caught with a Celtics burner fan account. yeah known Celtics fan Eric Lewis in fact man a couple things about him that game earlier this year game earlier this year it was Lakers Celtics. Jason Tatum clearly slaps LeBron James on the the, the bicep. Mm-hmm. Eric Lewis misses the call, and then Patrick Beverly, our boy Patrick Beverly, comes out with a camera to say, "We seen you miss this shit on camera." <laughs> yeah. And then Eric Lewis tees him up. This game was in Boston, and his entire family is Celtics fans. And then the other thing, I think we brought this up on a pod, where Jimmy Butler makes a shot. Gets fouled, and you see Eric Lewis in the background on oh, replay, like, like wince yeah. when he realizes he has to call a foul. And this guy gets called with burner accounts. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, damn, dude, has the NBA learned nothing from, <laughs> it's so funny. you know, from the, the KD six- burner account, the mm-hmm. Brian Colangelo burner account? Yep. How do you let these guys get away with having these burners? It's just so funny, the, uh, just, <laughs> like, just... How mad you have to be to go through the effort to do that just so that you can reply to some like random shitheads on Twitter. Right. Like what do you <laughs> like get a life, man? Yeah. And like the account is just some like just like no profile picture. Like a like, bot account just that follows yeah. like six I think it followed like six accounts. I think one uh, one of the things I that I loved about it was that like obviously he would go and defend himself a lot. But he would also defend like other refs, so he was just like a he was just like a shooter for the refs. <laughs> he was just out there defending all the refs all the time. Just anytime someone complained, he would just reply like, "No, you don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't a foul, or that clearly <laughs> was a foul. Get over it." Yeah, it's like it yeah, so Eric, Eric doesn't actively root for the Celtics or something to that effect. I saw a tweet that said something to that effect. Yeah, but then I Eric mean, also follows the burner carry. Like, well, he's got six followers. What are the and odds? It's like, that yeah, you we know Eric's account? entire family loves the Celtics. Yeah, they're all in that picture with the fucking jerseys on and right. shit. Come on now, bullshit. 
yo, that was incredible, man. Like, I don't know. Like, the Colangelo thing was incredible in its own right. <laughs> it was fascinating when it was happening in that real time. That was a trip. That was wild. But yeah, just, I always like forget about that. It's so wild that that was a, a, an actual thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, I read the that that book tanking to the top that dude your own Weitzman wrote. Oh yeah, dude, he talks about this shit and his uh he has this footnote about burner account the whole burner account scandal, and at the end of the footnote he just says something to the effect of I can't believe this is a footnote that I'm typing in a book about the NBA. <laughs> it's a great book, yo. I recommend it, but um. Yeah, I guess my point with these burner account things is like, yo, if y'all were to create a burner account, two things. If you can't answer the first one, that's fine. What would your burner account's handle name be? And second, who or what would you talk shit and disrespect? Mm. I'll go first. Yeah, you I'm about to make some people mad. Go, go for it. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, so my burner, right? Because I realized this. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to sports, music, and video games. It would be Nerd Jock 420. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I'd be using it to talk trash about any musician I feel is either mediocre or overrated. So I would be on Twitter talking about who do I have listed here? All the Swifties. Oh, I'm coming God. for y'all. Maroon 5, John Mayer, Travis Barker, the drummer for Blink-182, most overrated drummer ever. And the Aquabats. Oh, he played for them too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, he did. Oh, my God. Before Blink-182, but yeah. yeah. Overrated as hell. Um, <laughs> Lars Ulrich from Metallica sucks. This one's going to make a lot of people mad, I think. The Beatles Ooh, Ooh. that's a good one. That's a very, very. I don't really like the Beatles. I never have. I've been more. I'm more of a Stones guy than the Beatles. Oh, I like the Stones. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I like some Beatles stuff. Um, I do think it's very easy. Like, I I feel like saying the Beatles are overrated is pretty uncontroversial, even though that might pick some. Oh, okay. Well, just because they're like always like referred to as like the best band ever. Yeah, they are. It's like, yeah, I mean, they're fine. My band's better. It's like. Shout out Manalishi. <laughs> but uh Drake, man, miss me with Drake. Uh, He's yeah. got a couple good songs here or there. He's so goddamn overrated. So yeah, that's just a few of the people I would be on Twitter talking about on Nerd Jock 420. They all need to find a new slant. Yeah, I think my I think my handle would be uh either it would be either the Wet Bandit or the Sticky Bandit, <laughs> like from Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who I would talk shit on, though. Um... You probably have some comics you don't like, right? Oh, yeah, that could be one. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I don't like keep up with like stand-up as much as I used to, but there's definitely a lot of... like. Uh, um... Yeah, there's probably some people that I would that I would talk a little shit on that I will not that I won't say now. Do they listen to the pod? I don't. Well, <laughs> probably not. Now they're like, wait. Well, not that... like local people. Okay. I guess my handle would be probably just pat my balls. Oh, that's a good one. 
<laughs> and then we would never figure it out. Also, I probably just talk shit on a probably not that I really give you'd a be, shit. You'd be I could talk Boston shit. Fans, I could talk man. shit on anybody because you know it's just kind of what I do, which is fine. Probably. I think the Harry Potter series is a little overrated. I'm not going to lie. I think it was a good movie and all that shit. Not a big book guy. I always do. When I'm, when I'm like... Well, J.K. Rowling's canceled. So, well, yeah, you can disrespect her all you want. Yeah, it's you also can, the... Fa- it's now, like the that, that's like a virtuous fans, position though. to have now. Yeah, you you, will, you don't even need a burner account not for that Not for her, one, though. Dog. It's just the fans themselves. You know what I mean? Okay. They all get all gung-ho about the game. It is, like, insane to me. Like, that is... Like if, like if I'm like flip around on like you know the apps you know what I'm saying, and like the, and they like mention something about Harry Potter it's like that's an what instant, house you know, are you in fuck it's yeah. a, it's dude a, it's not real what do you you're mean? 35 years old right stop <laughs> stop talking about Harry Potter <laughs> they're like the fucking you know the Franklin Institute's having a, a Hogwarts steam thing where are you getting all this shit from it's not like this is a real fucking yeah, place you can't do no real magic right? yo so you're smoking dope. Fuck that shit. Also, I be talking shit about San Fran, fucking Boston. Oh, we already know. Come on now, like that's just gimmies for me. You might obviously. need burners for each city. You're I would need disrespect. a couple accounts, a hundred percent. But Dude, I, it's I don't know. It's hard. It would be. It's. I'm more like I don't wake up ready to talk shit. It's more of just. It's gotta come to me. Sometimes I wake up ready to just fire bullets, man. Well, Ben Simmons in the heyday when that shit was more relevant for sure. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. The name I also got, shout out Pat Morgan. That was his old Instagram. Until it oh, got Pat then, he, then, he, then he had to, then he then he changed it when he got corporate on us. So, oh, so now yeah. somebody else has it. Selling out. <laughs> but that was a great one. But yeah, I don't know. I also don't need a burner account. I would just talk shit. Yeah, I don't think any of us is at the status that we need a burner account. If we no. got something to say, we got something to say. But have I? Had I I'm been, just, I'm not online enough to need a burner account. Hell no. Yeah, I would also never be confident enough that they wouldn't find out. I'm not tech savvy enough to the hide one, the, the fact one follower. Is, is yeah, that's how Colangelo yeah. got caught, man. His yeah. shit was dumb. They're too old to know. Like I'm too old to understand any of this shit. Like I don't even know how like VPNs work. I can't steal movies anymore. I don't even know any of that shit. The one follower on burner account is Patrick Maslow. I'm like, that's not. I don't. I don't know how this happened though. Like, <laughs> yeah, the one, <laughs> the one follower. Is You're yourself. like the guy. Um, yeah. I think you should leave in the hot dog costume man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah did you guys watch the new season it just came out last oh night. no no i haven't yet I, yeah that's what i did that's what that's what i did last night yeah, instead we, of watching the phillies yeah we're running uh we're running out of stuff to watch nba playoffs guess we'll have a basketball game tomorrow but damn nah that might be my friday night activity thank you yeah it's pretty good damn i love a good shit talking yeah, I'm trying. Uh, there's got to be someone I would I would want to talk shit on. Uh, not really. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a very confrontational person online. I don't like. Uh, I don't like getting. That's into why you people. create the burner accounts. You I know. I guess shamelessly it, confrontational. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the whole idea. But I don't know. Well, I think that's gonna just about do it for us here tonight. Uh, send us an email. We've been try- we're trying to promote this. Uh, we need more emails. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of want to do a mailbag pod. Yeah, soon, we so. want to do a mailbag pod at some point. So please, uh, if you're a listener, shoot us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. Could be sports related, non sports related, doesn't matter. We will uh, 
you know, answer your questions as long as it won't get us in trouble. Uh, you know, hit us up on social media. Yeah, if you're Instagram, friends with us, you Twitter. can text us your questions for a mail. Yeah, too. we don't. Yeah, I know, I know, I know that people listening to this probably have my phone number. Just do that. That's fine too. Uh, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Do all that good stuff. And uh, from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace, y'all. See you guys.